Mahal shoots, save. Smith the rebound, stop. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one, Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Side of the net, extra passing. Smith settles, his shot knocked down. It's a loose puck in front. Now Smith scores. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard. Chris Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! So Darren will be joining us shortly, I would imagine. He is going to be doing the show today from Studio 31, resetting the Comrex, doing all of the behind-the-scenes engineering stuff that uh, has more or less been done for him when he's been on the road of late. And uh, today we've got a pack show, as, as we typically do um, on Mondays. But we wanted to give it its full due here in this moment right now. It's your opportunity to ask the insiders question. We open it up to your questions, your comments, your concerns when it comes to the Golden Knights. We're talking about a first-place team in the Pacific Division, first-place team in the Western Conference, now six points clear of the Los Angeles Kings by virtue of a big-time win over the defending Stanley Cup champions last year. So 702-876-1340 is the number. We'd like to give you the opportunity to call in with your thoughts, your questions surrounding this Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. And Chapman, you just let me know when we have Darren on the line. That That's really the 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 direction that I want to go there. We've also got uh, game ratings, obviously, from a big 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights last night over the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, We're going to get into the NHL injury report with Dr. Robert O'Dell from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. We're talking shoulders, creaky, creaky, uncomfortable, painful shoulders. And then next, uh, in in hour number two, uh, we're going to get into one-timers. News and notes from around the NHL. So, again, 702-876-1340. That's the number if you'd like to join us here on the VGK Insider Show and talk about a Golden Knights team that is going to be playing in a Winter Classic next year. A Golden Knights team that picked up a victory over the defending Stanley Cup champions last night and started off 2023 on the right foot with two points banked I'll tell you what, I loved the Golden Knights game last night. I thought that the, the the Vegas Golden Knights were, for large stretches of that game, simply the better team. And when, you, when you're able to go into Colorado, and listen, I know that the Avalanche were banged up. I know that they are missing some players, but the Golden Knights were missing more, right? And the Golden Knights, put to me, put together a 60-minute effort in Colorado against the Avalanche that was really solid in in a lot of different ways. You you give up the first goal of the game early, just 25 seconds in, and then all of a sudden, I thought the Golden Knights were were wall-to-wall fantastic. I I thought their first period was great. They didn't really give up much in in the first or second period. So 
with all that being said, it was as good of a game as you could possibly ask for from the Vegas Golden Knights. But I'm interested to see where you're at right now today with this Golden Knights hockey team just three days into 2023. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's time to take your phone calls. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you I'm good. So I, I know obviously this is the VTK Insider Show, but I wanted to give a shout-out to the Buffalo Sabres showing up to their game today um, in support of DeMar Hamlin. Like, that was a really rough, rough thing to experience yesterday, and I'm glad that he's getting a lot of love and support. And uh, um, so, you know, just, just – uh, Shout out to the Sabres and their organization for, for being supportive um, across sports because it's really important that, you know, lives are more important than any of the sports. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, the game was, it, like you said, it was, hard, it was hard, but it was a really good game. Um, like, what you just, you know, you just summed it up. They... It, and I, I said this last night, right? The second periods aren't, like, I, I wasn't dreading when that second period started because the last few games have been so much better. And it seems like they finally figured out and practiced how to not fall apart in the second period. Yeah, I I think their second periods have been really solid over the last three, four, four or five games. And, and that's really been, uh, in my opinion, where the Golden Knights have, have kind of gotten themselves back on the right foot like whether or not it's been you know falling behind early on in games which the Golden Knights have done of late it's kind of flipping the script there in that their first periods haven't been as productive but their second periods have been so much better than they were at the beginning of the year and like I I know that some people are, are saying too that well the third period hasn't been as strong but I think that that's a little bit recency bias and you have to take into account the last few games like how many players have been missing. You know, one of them they played with four defensemen. Um, mm-hmm. You can only, you know, they're, they're doing enough that they can. They're doing exactly what they need to to get to the end of the game and have one more goal than the other team. And when you're suffering through as many injuries with as many players out as we are right now, that, that's all you have to do. You don't have to be impressive and be, you know, putting – 10 goals up every night. It doesn't have to be that. You just have to, at the end of the day, have one more goal than the other team, and they're doing it. Yeah, and, you know, I I, I do want to get your your opinion on, you know, where the Golden Knights are at right now and, and kind of the, you know, the injury question, right? Like, a lot of people are looking at this season. They're, they're wanting to tie it to last season for the Golden Knights, and it, it would appear that maybe health is closer on the horizon for Vegas. I would also make the argument that the way that they are playing will be able to mitigate these injuries for as long as they need to. Does this feel similar to you as a fan, what the Golden Knights are going through with injuries to last season, or does it feel different in this moment? I, it, the number of people getting hurt feels similar, but the yeah. results feel better, right? I, I mean... <laughs> Last season, if we had gotten to the point where, you know, we were as hurt as we were and then had to play a game with four defensemen, I'd have been like, well, good luck, I guess, you know. But it it feels like the team, you know, has that recent memory of going through it last year and knowing we have to adapt. 
to get through this. And um, I think Bruce Cassidy is doing a, a good job of, you know, getting getting the lines put out there, getting people uh, on, like, I, I mean, it, it's hard, right, because Petrangelo can't realistically keep having, you know, nearly 30-minute-a-night games. But it, it doesn't feel like Cassidy is going to let him get to the point that he's completely burnt out. Yeah, you know what, Stephanie, thank you for the call on that. And I, I have a thought on Alex Petrangelo. I have a thought on burnout. And to to be honest with you, I feel like you you certainly have to make sure that you are minding the minutes that Alex Petrangelo is, is taking on right now. And, and you're at a point right now in the season where the schedule lightens up quite a bit in the month of January. You've got a bye week at the end. You've got the All-Star break. There are going to be pockets over the course of this month where if you need to lean heavily on Alex Petrangelo's minutes in a game, you can kind of pull some more or extra recovery in terms of maybe taking a practice off or having an optional practice for Petrangelo in those games kind of sur- or in those days surrounding games. Now the other thing that you can do is, you know, get yourself to a point where you you have maybe some players coming back and we don't know exact timelines on the on the defenseman but i would make the argument that over this stretch if you have to rely a little bit more heavily on alex petrangelo you're going to do it in order to win games put yourself in a position to make the playoffs but if you start to get players back you'll see a natural decrease in my opinion on the minutes and the load that petrangelo is playing down the stretch and then for a guy like that who has the engine, who has been so incredibly good throughout his career and has played and logged a ton of heavy minutes, I do think that there's going to be a situation where, you know, Petrangelo is going to be able to find second wins throughout the season and get to the playoffs in a position to to be rested enough to be a big key factor in this team. Darren Millard, it sounds like you're rustling with something. Are you on? Oh, rustling, rustling around. I wanted to make sure that I was on with you without telling you that I'm mm-hmm. on with you. So if you could hear some yeah, rustling can... in the background, that was my that was my key rustling without going, hey, Ray Ryan, Ray. what's going on? How you doing? Everything ready to rock and roll? Uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, yeah. we've been we've been set to go, ready to go from uh, from four o'clock, and uh, already open up the phones to callers seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. It's your chance to jump on the line here with both me, Ryan, and Darren to ask us your questions seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Darren, I know you're excited for this one. It'll be Mike. Hey, Mike, you're up. Yeah, Mike. Darren, you, you you remind me of Spinal Tap. It goes to eleven. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you do. I was I was here, but there was a loose power cable that that got in my way today. It wasn't even actually <laughs> me. I had I had to bring in reinforcements today due to a loose oh. power cable. I don't know how a loose power cable comes loose when nobody's been in here. But anyway, uh, yeah, well, you, uh, going to a you're never down. You're never down, and I admire you for that. I really do. The question today for especially for Darren because yes. I've talked your ear off, Ryan, over the last week or so. But for Darren, I, I want to know this, because you have uh, an insight into players and how they feel. We don't get much from interviews. They are very, they, they play their cards close to the vest, and they should, and they should. But are they generally optimistic, or are they saying, oh, not again? What's, what's the deal? Okay, say that again. Well, the players now, since yep. they're not telling us in interviews how they really feel. 
are they generally optimistic or are they going, oh, not again? Okay. I wanted to make sure that I was reading that correctly. And the first time you asked that, I was going to go down a different path. So I'm glad (laughs) I had you uh, spell it out for me uh, on a second time. Are they frustrated, Mike? Yes. Uh, Are they uh, thinking deja vu? A little bit. If I could uh, project some of their thoughts into my body and and read uh, something of what they say. Are they tired of this rash of injuries? Totally. Absolutely. But in a couple of private conversations that I was able to have over the last couple of days as the, the team was in Denver, when I get a little bit more off to the side uh, opportunities, I can tell you that what they're saying to you through the public domain is a lot of what the same that I was getting. Now, uh, there's a little more flowery stuff on the front, like we got to get uh, through this rash of injuries. Uh, we uh, we got to uh, just uh, uh, be able to be ready on a nightly basis, but uh, and, and and survive this this little episode that they're going through. But uh, the, uh, the end of the day is they got to be ready to play, and they know that, and that's what they, they, they told me. At, at the end of the day, uh, or at the start of the day uh, for a hockey player, when, when that puck drops, they have no choice but to battle and, and gut through it and grind through it and, uh, and, and try to win a hockey game, which is really what they did last night, Mike. Like that, that was six players out for them. There was nine players out for Vegas. Call it a wash if you want. Uh, th- three, four more for Vegas, but I'm willing to call it a wash. You have both teams going through a heap of challenging situations, and you got to find a way to win that hockey game. And Vegas was the team that that came out on top. But I'm not going to lie to you and try to say that uh, that they're 100 percent not thinking about here we go again, or maybe uh, more so of deja vu and and uh, this is getting a little bit old as, as another person goes down. That grates on you. That uh, I mean, I was I was like getting on seven minutes out of the show, and I'm sure Ryan and, and Chris were like, really? More technical problems for Millard at, uh, at 31? Like, uh, like that, that's natural. But the sh- they continued the show. The, the players continued the hockey game. So uh, a little bit, Mike, uh, I get a little bit more, but the players are pretty good about focusing when it comes to game time. Okay, okay. Do you feel that if he were further along and injuries hadn't plagued his season thus far that we'd see Brendan Brisson by now? Uh, I don't know because the, the way that the, the players that have gone down uh, have affected the call-ups is you're trying to to replace a similar player uh, the, the the player that goes down with a similar player all right so so i'll I'll use a great example here the best example that I come up with is uh, when Shea Theodore went down Daniil Miramanov was called up it, it, it wasn't Brendan Paul it was Miramanov because Miramanov can play that same style your your power play uh, work the puck. Now, uh, when Alec Martinez goes down, who got called up? It it wasn't Lucas Cormier. It was uh, Bryn Paul 
because he plays mm-hmm. a, a, a more similar game. Uh, so uh, you uh, you look at uh, at who they 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 have lost up front, and I know Jack Eichel's gone down, but they've been able to replace him within the lineup and those players that moved up the lineup they backfilled with somebody that more matches that third line uh positioning so mm-hmm. uh, uh that's i think why you haven't seen uh brandon Brisson. yeah you're, you're sure right that he was out of the lineup i think that there's still a conscious effort to give him more reps uh, early in this season in the american hockey league but if they didn't have a skilled player uh that uh, that fit where Brendan Brisson plays, uh, I think he would be he would be called up. Uh, it used to be that the best player available would be called up. There's much more of a specificity uh, to it, uh, if I can spit that out, uh, to uh, who is recalled nowadays. Well, that makes sense. We've specialized the game instead yeah. of generalized yeah. the game. Yeah. So and you I think it's call for, for the better. A right pulling guard to replace the quarterback, obviously. Exactly, so, and and I think it, it, it's way more beneficial to the players that are recalled uh, to put them in a, in a much better situation to be successful. Now, one uh, more question: uh, We're fed a steady diet of upper body, lower body, yeah, and we all get tired of it. I know, maybe you do too. What is a typical hockey injury, if there is such a thing? Uh, I, I would go with not a hockey injury, but a more of a sports injury, and uh, and I, I would say that the typical thing is is shoulders and knees, that, that or a back. Th- those three things are are probably the most uh, consistent injuries that you hear in whether it's baseball, whether it's uh, uh, basketball or hockey, uh, football, I think you can get uh, a little bit more uh, range uh, within the injury because uh, there's so much contact on, on every play uh, that, uh, that happens. But, uh, but I would say a, a typical injury, if, if you're going 100% uh, on the injuries, wood, knees, uh, shoulders, and back, um, Head concussions, if you want to throw those in there, but I'll I'll stick with those those three uh, would probably make up sixty five percent, seventy percent of the injuries uh, that occur inside the game. And the reason for it is so that the opposition does not target that part of the body when he returns. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the the generalness uh, around it. You know, Pat Quinn was the first guy that came up with this. And there was, uh, there was a bit of a debate, if I have the story right. Uh, Howard Berger was the guy's name, good old Howie, uh, in Toronto, who worked for the Fan 590 uh, radio station, a sports uh, radio station. And yeah, I know Howard he, Berger, a great, great yeah, broadcaster. Yeah, and Howard, was, uh, Howard and, and Pat had a uh, um, great understanding of each other. They weren't big fans of each other, uh, so they, they had a great understanding of each other. Hmm. And Howard uh, was pushing them one time and uh, wanted to know the course of an injury. And if memory serves correctly, uh, Pat just, uh, who was great, who could spar with anybody, uh, one of my favorite people uh, of all time, and he just came back with lower body injury. And, and it stuck. And it, it was so huh. funny, and because it was in Toronto, it got such publicity uh, because of it. it, it got around the the league, and it became a thing. And it it really it wasn't a big. They would hide or not tell you 
maybe that's a better way to put it. They would not tell you injuries uh, or keep it intentionally vague, but there was no lower body, upper body, mid body uh, type of uh, declaration to it until Pat Quinn did this in the early uh, 2000s. Well, thank you for indulging me. I will tell you that listening to the Pittsburgh uh, people that do the show about the team, they're not optimistic at all. They're very negative right now, and hopefully we can catch them on a downward roll here. Well, they, they've been one of the weirdest uh, teams in the National Hockey League, right up there with the St. Louis Blues. Now, a little more successful in Pittsburgh uh, with uh, a touch more points. But the, the heart monitor season that you're having uh, right now with the St. Louis Blues, where it's up and down and up and down, uh, it's the exact same situation out, out of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and, and they're going through one of their downspurts. And uh, Vegas caught a couple of teams that were playing pretty good at the time. I think back to Seattle. Uh, I think back to the St. Louis Blues when they rolled through. So it's, uh, it'd be really nice to be able to catch a team in a bit of a swoon. I think we can. Good luck. I hope so too. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. I love being able to uh, to be able to lean on some good stories from Pat Quinn every now and then. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm right there with you. He he, he was don't such have an any awesome personal guy. Pat Quinn stories, unfortunately. But oh, Pat, live vicariously through you. Yeah. Uh, so Pat was a player uh, for uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I told you the story about how he hit Bobby Orr one night in in Boston. And they had to get a police escort out of there uh, because he, like, he leveled uh, Bobby Orr. And then he mm-hmm. became a coach and guided the Philadelphia Flyers to, like, the longest unbeaten streak in, in NHL history in the early 80s. Got them to a, a Stanley Cup final, a big Irishman, but a smart guy, lawyer. Uh, one of the first in that, uh, like, uh, you think of guys that have their law degrees now uh, and are in professional sports, whether it be management or, or coaches, uh, he was, like, mm-hmm. the leader in that. And he got himself into a pickle uh, when uh, he was with the L.A. Kings, and, and he got himself suspended because he was negotiating a different a contract with somebody else. And, uh, and, and and got himself uh, moved out to uh, Vancouver, uh, I believe. Uh, coached a number of teams, but I got to know him really well in, in Toronto. Uh, and uh, he was uh, a real mentor to, to somebody like George McPhee, uh, worked in, the, in that hockey, hockey operation staff with the, with the Vancouver Canucks. And he was a big man, uh, the big Irishman, uh, but, uh, but boy, was he a kind soul. And did he know the game? I, I just uh, I love being around him and, and him telling stories. Uh, uh, sitting down across from him was one of the big, great thrills early in my career. Was he a fan of you? Like, uh, yeah, he, you know did what? He enjoy uh, you, your he, company, he, all that. He did. We we actually got to know each other a little bit on the on the personal side uh, through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. and, and had some barbecues. And uh, he was like, he was a champ. He won Memorial Cups. He won uh, uh, big championships uh, on the senior level of, of hockey, and uh, and was instrumental in in the National Hockey League as as a player and a coach. And uh, uh, he was a guy that just was full of stories. Uh, Sandra's wife uh, was was really cool they were everywhere together and uh and uh, we would we would just sit back and and i would uh ask him uh, i would ask him a lot about the western league stuff 
Good. I was interested in, sure. in learning about things earlier because he had some some ties uh, from his teams that, that played against Brandon. Uh, but uh, but then we uh, we ended up talking about some of the guys that like he coached uh, the Darcy Tuckers, the Shane Course. He is Matt Sundin's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. in that Toronto team uh, when when he held the uh, the mantle of, of coach and general manager with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and and he had a really interesting group of guys uh players with personalities <laughs> and yeah. and he he managed to massage them along and during that course he had a battle with ken dryden over the uh, and mike smith over the ken uh the general managership uh of the of the toronto maple Leafs. so he, he was one of the last guys that was a uh, coach and gm so I, I wouldn't say that we were best friends but uh but we could have a conversation and i have a picture uh and if you've ever watched the the video feed of the chirp uh, podcast uh, behind me, there's some masks, and then there's a bunch of pictures uh, from various points of my career. And one of them is uh, is talking to Pat Quinn when uh, at a Memorial Cup uh, when he was uh, he was a co-owner of the Vancouver Giants at the time in the Western Hockey League, and we got a chance to to sit down and have a conversation. and And uh, I I treasure that picture uh, uh, very much. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's uh, good stuff to hear. Let's go out to the phone lines one more time. Uh, bring in Stephen in Australia. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Stephen. Hey, hey. Good morning, Darren. I thought you were. I thought you were going to dodge me for a little bit because I actually needed to talk to you today. But you're here, so it's all good. But I'll go to Ryan first, and then I'll come back to you for a second. Okay, okay. Um, so obviously, um, Colorado. They're currently one point back of a playoff spot. You know, and I'm aware it's basically the Bakersfield Condors at the moment, or whichever whichever team the AHL affiliate is. I always I always get the AHL affiliates confused. Um, so, so I guess, and they've got a little bit of a tough stretch coming up. So, I guess, given how how like how the challenges that a team like Colorado provides when they get healthy, when do you look at that Colorado team? and think, okay, maybe this is too much of a deficit to overcome given that tough schedule coming up. Is it is it six points back at the end of the month? Is it ten points back? Or is it you have to back this you have to back Colorado to get in and possibly be a challenge in that Western Conference until they're mathematically eliminated? Yeah, I, I look at the Colorado Avalanche and, and I know that, you know, they're battling through injury right now, but they're de- they're the defending Stanley Cup champions for a reason. They have depth uh, at every single position. They will likely get healthier as the, the season wears on and, you know, get a couple of players back. If you're a, a top team in the Western Conference, I think that you plan for Colorado to be there in the playoffs until they are mathematically eliminated. I, I don't think you start thinking about uh, what your road ahead looks like until uh, that team is actually out and until you're actually in. I would, I would totally agree with that. If, if they're within range, and I would call range being within eight points, uh, then then they've got a chance. Now, the, the less runway available uh, makes that more significant if it is eight points. But uh, I have no... Uh, real panic or issues or or big worries about them right now. If they can hover in and around a, a, a playoff spot the way they are right now, they they were in the night before. They were out last night. If they won last night, they would have been back in. Uh, they're they're a point out and and watching that team. 
It's so impressive. The the only thing I worry is if they try to do too much. I see a little bit of that from Cole McCar- uh, Kale McCarr. I, I don't mm-hmm. blame him at all, uh, trying to push the envelope a, a little bit. Uh, but uh, they, they, they're they really leaning on the He's played every game. Uh, they're leaning on those guys. Uh, they should... They should get healthier. We heard that last year. Uh, burnout will be a factor for the guys that uh, that have played in, like, the, the Rantanons uh, of the world and the Taves and uh, McKinnon, who missed the last three weeks. Uh, but uh, but I, I expect them to be there at the end of the year. It's, it, what it's done, though, it's opened up a great race in the Central Division. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that having, you know, Dallas and Winnipeg essentially trading one or two back in the, uh, in that, on the, uh, in the central division is absolutely fantastic from a neutral perspective. Now, I've got two questions for you, Darren. Question number one. Yes. Um, the Golden Knights have just revealed their pride jersey. Um, now I'm aware to pick one up at auction is going to basically force me to have to remortgage my house. So. Can you maybe try to sneak me one somewhere? Because I have this jersey looks absolutely fantastic, and yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, hang over to the Golden Knights Twitter and look at it. Because honestly, like I've fallen in love with it on site. It, the intricacies, the details are absolutely amazing. Um, and my second question for you is: I know you don't do the Twitter all that much, um, but I've got some questions for you that are probably better asked. So if I send you a DM, will you actually respond this time? I do respond to most (laughs) DMs. Uh, That is something I do try to do. So, yes, send me a DM, and uh, and I will get back to you. Uh, I totally support uh, that form of uh, communication. The reason I don't do it during games, guys, is is quite honestly, I watch the game. And I don't want to miss anything, and I don't want to start tweeting and then, like, send out three tweets in the first period and not do anything in the second and third. I think that's kind of lame. Uh, uh, so I leave it for the, for the broadcast and, and go on, on, on that side of it. As for the pride jersey, and Stephen, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, and I do, I do really appreciate it because uh, this, this is one of those this call happens for a reason moments uh, with, with with me, uh, the the pride jersey will be worn against the uh, for the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the pregame warm up on, on Thursday night, and it's been released and it is spectacular. And I got a chance to uh, to speak to uh, the designer of of that sweater uh, this morning. Nice. Uh, she is uh, from Sweden, and 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 Mio is uh, is from the queer community in in Sweden. And we had the most amazing conversation. It was supposed to be, Stephen, like a ten minute interview, and it was a fifty minute conversation between Mio and I. And uh, she was uh, so engaging, so uh, uh, honest about uh, her journey and then going into what she put into this design and the meeting. And there's there's uh, LGBTQ plus, uh, obviously, uh, uh, connotation to this sweater. Uh, but there's also a real Vegas theme to this sweater and a misfit theme to this uh, to this sweater and and how it all comes together. It is spectacular. So. So if I can get my hands on one, no promises, Stephen, but if I can get my hands on one, 
I will set uh, set it aside for you. You will be my first choice. Uh, my wife and I and my kids, uh, we we all uh, get uh, get right into the to the Pride Nights uh, sweaters and 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 represent. And uh, yeah, uh, we're going to run some of it on the VGK social media channels. Uh, that conversation with Mia, and uh, as well as tomorrow night's uh, broadcast. And she is just the coolest, the most amazing person. And I classify her as one of my uh, new friends in the world and one of my only Swedish friends in in the world. So uh, thanks thanks for that uh, our topic uh, being raised. And I love the fact that uh, that you enjoy it as much as I do. Uh, thank you. I, I look forward to listening to that conversation. And yeah, I would really prefer not to have to buy one of those cheap knockoffs. Uh, replica jerseys of this because I would love to have the authentic thing if I could. So if you can, I'll I'll do whatever. I, anything you want, I'll do. Like you want you want Australian team jerseys from anywhere, I'll do what I can to get you something in return because that would be greatly appreciated. Hey, keep your ears open. A buddy of mine is now coaching in Australia. Kerry Goulet. Oh, what name? Kerry Goulet. And, and so just just keep your ears open. Uh, and when we go back and forth on, on the DM stuff, uh, I'll give you the uh, the location of uh, of where he's located and, and what he's up to. But he's a good friend of mine from Toronto. Uh, we used to play uh, hockey together. He's a former professional in Europe, so uh, Canadian guy and an awesome dude. So uh, it uh, this is awesome. I think we're making friends all over the world: uh, Sweden, Australia, uh, Studio Thirty One, and uh, and beyond. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thank you. Have a good day. YouTube, uh, there is, well, his day's just getting started. Tomorrow. <laughs> what, he should have told me what it's going to be like tomorrow, and then I could plan yeah, what's going to happen accordingly. Uh, that joke yeah. never gets old uh, for me. Hey, a 3-2 victory last night, uh, and mm-hmm. we're going to get into what happened at Ball Arena in Colorado last night. It was an auspicious start, but really impressive. And that opening goal by Colorado help make it one of the more impressive performances of the year for me. Uh, we'll get into it as well. we got uh, Dr. Odell uh, coming up uh, as we continue on on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. consistent music with this show or is it just whatever moves chapman's in i don't mind this mood no i just i'm, I'm just wondering like yeah. is it well is it just I, basically whatever he picks yeah i think generally it it is whatever chapman picks he he does try to hit on holidays every now and again there are themes sometimes with the teams that the Golden Knights are are playing against, but uh, more or less, I think it's just uh, whatever moves Chapman in the moment okay. makes it onto the show. Yeah, I don't think you heard the story about what happened with our podcast the other day. Oh, you didn't hear the story. <laughs> so we played a particular song from a band that put the, an entire album on every single person's iPhone. And forever and ever. Yes. Forever and ever and ever and ever. And we got a ding because apparently um, someone was unhappy that we used that music in, in the show. So I had to go back, pull that episode down, essentially cut every single piece of that particular song out of uh, the, the episode and then put it back up. Wow. So you didn't you violate 
Yes, the we we had seventy two hours to uh, to to to. I guess comply, or they were going to pull the entire episode off the air or off the uh, the platform. Nothing changes on New Year's Day. <laughs> wow! Wow! So they were waiting for somebody to do that, and we were the ones that did it. I don't think they were waiting. I think there's probably been multiple people <laughs> who've done it, and and they all got the same email. What, how do they find you can out only. About that? I have no idea. I was wondering the same thing. Like, had it? Like, is did they have someone who's listening? Who was it? It was you too, New Year's Day. Really? Yes. Yeah. You're you're only allowed to you know have the free music that they give you that you don't want <laughs> that you don't. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you the name of that album or any songs on that album. I just know I, when I I'm couldn't when, either when it when it pops I'll tell up. You right I'm like now. Uh, skip. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. It's on my phone. Yeah, it's there. Yep. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> it is. Yes, you have an iPhone, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Go to go to go to music, and there's an album there from that band that they gave really? you for free. Huh? Yeah, it's in your it's in your uh, in your library. But yep. if I played Joshua Tree, uh, something from Joshua Tree on this program, we get in trouble. Up no, here. no, 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 no. It's just it's just this album, this album, and and the album in question for everybody that that cares to know because I've got it up now and I'm already irritated about it uh, <laughs> is song, "Songs of Innocence" by U2, and and I, I think the the entire point of the album was that they just gave it away to everybody that has. An Apple iPhone. So, like, if you've got iMusic and you've got a, an Apple ID and you've got a phone or an iPod or whatever that works and is connected, you have this album whether you want it or not. You can't get rid of it. You can't move away from it. You can't get away from it. And the best part about it is when you go, like, into your car or you're, you know, out and about putting your headphones in, the first thing that will start playing is that album. Is song for is song for someone <laughs> from YouTube's Songs of Innocence. But Darren, ask me how I know. To ask answer, me how I to know. To answer your question, apparently the particular song we played which which uh was was that New Year's Day song, it it triggered some kind of alarm and I'm guessing if we played something from the Joshua Tree, I'm guessing we would we would get hit with the same type of thing. Hmm. So it's uh, correct me if I'm wrong cuz I I thought I understood this whole copyright uh, deal. I thought you were allowed to play forty-five seconds. That's what I thought. Oh, I thought so we had. I thought it was fifty. <laughs> I the emails we have say fifty seconds. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I got fifty seconds to. So what to, did to, you just play coming back from break? Crosstown Traffic by Jimi Hendrix. Now, are we going to get smacked for that? It was only like fifteen seconds, so I hope not. Well, you thought we were allowed to play forty-five, <laughs> and we got well, no. I, I, I thought that. we were allowed to play fifty, and that's what I I, I replied back to our. Uh, it, hold on, hold on. It, isn't aren't there different rules for you know like what we have on terrestrial radio versus what we're putting in the podcast? I I, like, I think that, it, is I that think not so. where the copyright issue arose? It wasn't so much that we did it on the air; it's yeah. that we had it in the podcast. Yes, version. and if that's the case, we we probably in the future might get dinged for. It hasn't happened, knock on wood, to us, but I know it's happened so, to other so I, to I get other, the feeling, other podcasts in now, this building. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. Without knowing entirely the dynamics of the situation. But I get the feeling like we're breaking the law on the podcast. No, I don't think we are. <laughs> Ryan, do you get the same sneaky feeling that on the podcast hey, part of it we're kinda I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you right now. Line. I I have nothing to do with the podcast version. It's all pointing back to Chapman. Yeah, that's so. on me. 
My hands are clean here. Listen, if Bono is coming to to eighty seven fifty five, I'm not worried about West Bono. Flamingo I'm worried about the a... other four hundred people we played on the podcast. <laughs> well, if if they're coming to to the Lotus Broadcasting Building with handcuffs, they're not coming for you or Ryan. They're coming for me. Wow. Yes. Like you could be in the clink tomorrow. I, I could be an international wow. criminal. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be prison, Chris. Yes. Well, you're gonna be you're gonna be. Stroke, stroking a tin can up and down the bars. Yes. yes. I'll have the ball and chain. Yeah. All that good stuff. Now, yeah, and you'll be singing New Year's Day. If we can In get my sleep. You, if we can get you day parole for playing music uh, outside of the uh, window, will you still come and produce the radio show? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, good. Or we'll get, get you a setup for your cell. And you can produce it from your cell. Yeah, I wish I could. Yeah, you know what? I I'm, I'm guessing the big board wouldn't wouldn't survive very long in, uh, I don't even know where the state prison is. Well, I don't know whether you're going to the state. You might be going big time. Leavenworth. Copyright's a weird. big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody, tweet, uh, tweet Magnum702. All the best. And, uh, and we hope he gets a good lawyer. Maybe we can start a crowdfunding thing for you to get a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. How much do you think you need for a good lawyer? I got one. Yeah? Can you afford him? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, we're going to take a break. Dr. Odell uh, is coming up uh, from the neuropathy clinic. Uh, we're going to talk about shoulders, and we're going to give you our game rating in hour number two. And one-timers news notes from around the National Hockey League. Chapman, Godspeed. We'll continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas after this. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. More music. That means more time for Chris Chapman. Going to the old sin bin. He's going to serve his time. Let's hopefully he can get uh, you know just in time to uh, produce the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. And uh, pleased to bring in Dr. Odell from the Neuropathy and Pain Clinic of Las Vegas. And I'm excited uh, to talk about uh, some, some shoulder issues because I, I suffered a shoulder injury on my bike accident last year. Uh, mm. And it kind of got pushed to the side after uh, dealing with a concussion. But it, it it's bothering me. When, when do you decide and how severe do you have to get to before you start uh, calling you up? Well, um, I, I, I thought we were going to talk about that horrible injury last night, but, uh, um, you know, the, the shoulders are shoulders are, are interesting because, uh, uh, um, you know, it, they're not weight-bearing structures, and, and people uh, put up with a pain for a long time. Having said that, um, you know, as, as, as time goes on, if you have injuries to your shoulder, you can develop osteoarthritis early. Very commonly, people have uh, injuries where they were uh, to the rotator cuff and the other structures. And really, the hallmark is pain and lack of function, inability to move the shoulder, inability to completely, you know, it's got a full range of motion in all directions, inability to, to um, um, you know, uh, abduct it or bring it up to the side. Uh, and, of course, uh, a functional inability to use, use the arm. Uh, I think most people kind of instinctively know when to go to the doctor for that because it's either pain or lack of function or both. And uh, it has many things that we can do. What's uh, What are some of the um, 
limitations or or some of the things that make treating shoulder injuries maybe a little bit more troublesome or tricky, or is it tr- more troublesome or tricky? Actually, actually, shoulders are are actually um, a lot of fun to treat because a lot of things we can do. You know, on uh, rehabilitation, uh, it, it, is, it works very well for some people. If there's a structural problem, uh, uh, a lot of times we can do PRP, platelet-rich plasma, to restore the function. Unfortunately, that's not currently covered by insurance, but it's very affordable at many good clinics, including ours. Uh, one of the things that I did want to mention, for somebody who's older who does not want to have a shoulder replacement, there's a real great treatment called uh, Stimwave. It's a purple nerve stimulator <laughs> Excuse me. that's put into the shoulder by the suprascapular nerve, which innervates 80% of the shoulder. And this can be life-changing for many folks who they really don't have to be that old who do not want to have a shoulder replacement surgery. Shoulder replacement surgery is, is not fun. It's kind of like knee replacement surgery. And I, I didn't know how many folks out there would, would, or know about this. If you have a loved one or a, or a parent or, you know, a grandfather or something, it, it's really, really uh, works well. I've done a couple of them, and, and uh, they're uh, fantastic. They're very, very sh- small operations, one in the office, one in and out of the surgery center. And they work great because they block the pain, and people find that they can do a lot of things. Now, if they have impingement syndrome where you can't raise your arm up because there's too much stuff in there as you rotate your arm up, then, of course, they may need, they may need a shoulder scope or surgery. Rotator cuff repairs work, you know, pretty well. If you have a total rotator cuff tear, you do need to have a, a surgery you usually reattach it. But if it's a partial tear, we can do platelet-rich plasma, which will which will uh, help the body to heal that uh, that tendon or any of those four tendons. So you've got the PRP, and then what was the other uh, treatment? Well, for late stage shoulder pain in older folks, Stimwave is a right. Stimwave is a, a peripheral nerve stimulator. Just a little piece of pasta with an external generator that uh, uh, it just it's just a, it's a, a life changer for people wow. with a shoulder pain. Uh, is anybody else like me, like uh, working their shoulder around? As, as Doctor Odell talks about the different limitations and, and what uh, what oh, you're yeah. dealing with, and, and I'm like raising up. Like, is, is it this far? Is it that? Uh, I'm sure the audience <laughs> is doing the, the, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I as mean, well. just come in and see us. You know, we can we can uh, uh, take a look at it. Uh, 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 one thing nice, I uh, probably talked in this program about how MRIs of the of the lumbar spine uh, sometimes can mislead. But MRIs of the joints can, are very usually very accurate. The knee, the shoulder, the hip, etc., are very very accurate, and there's not a lot of false, you know, false information uh, as, as compared to the spine, where you can have uh, you can have uh, disc bulges everywhere and not have any back pain. In fact, they did a study in 1994, a seminal study in Hogue Hospital in Newport Beach, that uh, showed that half three quarters of people had with no back pain had abnormal MRIs, but for the shoulder. And the other joints, these structural studies uh, can be very, very uh, uh, helpful in directing the doctors. Many often what I'll do is I'll look at the MRI, then I'll look at the rotator cuff. I'll put my ultrasound device on there. I'll see the tear corresponding right to the MRI, and I may have diagnosed ahead of time, but it's, it's, it, it works so well. I don't know that I've had a failure uh, in, in my shoulder uh, uh, partial uh, rotator cuff tendons. Uh, that's outstanding. Uh, when are we going to get PRP covered by insurance? Any uh, sign of well, that? Well, you know, uh, the insurance is uh, the insurance companies have messed up healthcare in this country. Uh, I was a recipient last week when my wife had to be transferred to UCLA for a serious illness. 
I had to come out of pocket for seventy two hundred dollars on livid because it wasn't a you know an imminent transplant. And uh, I'm telling you, there, there's something very very wrong. It really is. Uh, and, uh, um, I, I do believe though in your guy's lifetime, I'm assuming you're younger than my 76, uh, it will be, it will be, uh, uh, on hopefully soon. Now, just to give you guys an idea, everybody uses steroids for, uh, for, uh, joint arthritis and, you know, epidural, uh, you know, just pain and so forth. There's something called A2M or alpha two macroglobulin, which is, a uh, comes out when you get, when you get PRP, it's the, the rest of the uh, plasma. And that stuff is a profound anti-inflammatory agent. Obviously, steroids only cost a few bucks or a few cents to put in. But if this stuff becomes more widely used, it, it actually is a natural anti-inflammatory with none of the side effects of steroids. And it, it's remarkable how well it works. I learn something every week when we chat with you, uh, Dr. Odell. How do, we, uh, how do we get in contact with you? <laughs> well, we're at uh, 702-257-PAIN or 702-257-7246. Awesome stuff. Uh, be well, my friend. Hey, go Knights. Yes, and they are going strong. Uh, there's Dr. Odell from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. So hour number two coming up. Our game rating coming off a big 3-2 win over the Colorado Avalanche. Was that a fun game last night? It had a little bit of everything, including a scrap. And that wasn't just a, hey, let's, let's dance for a little bit, throw a couple, and then pat each other on the head. That was a good old-fashioned go at it. And it served its purpose from the Golden Knights' standpoint. As uh, Keegan Colasar has his game going, uh, same with uh, Nick Waugh uh, with a couple of goals. Uh, game rating and one-timers coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.